0: Ladies and gentlemen of the YLP Realm, I, Sir Bronson Van Helsing, not to be confused with the other Bronson, who was unfortunately thrown off a roof, by who I do not know and I shall not name, am here to introduce the return of the Crown Prince of the YLP Realm Mr. Boy LP Junior. All right, shut up, shut up. And now a message from the Crown Prince of the YLP Realm himself. Hey guys, Milo here. I wanna thank you guys so much for uh, sticking around and um, really, really happy to be back in the YLP Realm with my dad, Mr. YLP himself, because this is a very, very big time. Um, I've been recovering in the hypobolic chamber for two weeks after my surgery and losing my balls. Thanks, Mom and Dad, but, I have returned, so without further ado, I need to get in this intro because, well, dad promised me I could do this intro, so I'm going to do him proud, so here we go. Coming up on this week's episode of News of the Week for episode 333 of the YLP Podcast. My dad is angry for some reason. He is very, very angry at the fact that WWE continues to release more and more talent from the company. And he'll be talking about that today because apparently WWE reportedly is going to be giving new talent 90 days to progress. So that means if you're not doing well in three months, you're apparently gone from the company. Dad's not really happy about that. Also, we're going to be talking about Roderick Strong and that's Apparently he asked to leave the company, and WWE told him no, which to me is very mean. Because if he wants to leave, and and you're not doing stuff, just let him go. I don't know. I I don't know. I'm just a doge. Also, Mass WWE NXT's releases are expected to happen more often. Dad wasn't happy about that either, but I mean I can't speak for him, but. I don't know. He's, he's going to be really, really angry. So, as we posted on our Instagram, there will be a trigger warning and there's going to be a headphone volume warning for this segment of the show. Because he's going to be really round and he's going to be saying a lot of things that are just bad words. Anywho, also, we're going to be talking about WrestleMania Backlash this weekend. Dad's not happy about this either. And... Yeah, this has been one of those weeks where Dad has just not been feeling what WWE is doing. But we have other news as well. But Dad will talk about that at a later point in this week's episode. So I'm going to go back to my nap. I'll let Dad finish up the intro. And you guys having a fantastic Friday. Spread love and eat chicken. Oh, sorry. Chimkin. Spread love. Eat chimkin. Oh. I was a little nervous, Dad. How would I do? You did absolutely fantastic, Bubba. You go back to napping. Okay, Ted. I'm gonna go take a nap. (laughs) And as you have heard, yes, the return of Mr. YLP Jr. has, once again, returned. And he pretty much broke it all down. But yes, I'm talking shit today. I'm talking shit about WrestleMania Backlash. I got news on deck. A little bit of news, not too much, but enough to feel the requirement. All right. So with... Without further ado, this is episode 333 of the YLP podcast, let's hit that intro, let's get it started, and with that being said, let us begin. Buzz Buzz, this is the HBIC, the K Murphy of Kings of the Rings podcast, and you are listening to Young Lions Perspective, exclusively here on Russell Addict Radio. The Cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. For those of you who know me through this podcast, it is a very rare occasion when I start the show with silence as opposed to having a little background music, a little something to get your, uh, get your gears going for the day while you're listening to this podcast. First and foremost, I want to get everything out of the way. Thank you for checking out this episode of the podcast, episode 333 of the YLP podcast. Brand new episode of News of the Week, the show that discusses all the news that's fit for me to talk about. Hope you guys are having a great Saturday or enjoying your Mother's Day weekend, or as we are in the YLP compound, we are celebrating Cinco de Milo weekend, as Milo has celebrated his sixth birthday this past Thursday. Hope you guys had a fantastic, productive week. Kicked ass, took some names, did what you needed to do, and got it done. If not, hey, we learned some lessons throughout the week. We learned for next week. And we continue on fighting strong. Week for me, solid. Milo, um, as I, as you may have seen on my Instagram post from yesterday, uh, he is uh, 100% back, cleared, fully 100%. Um, good to go. We just have to keep an eye on him in terms of his stitches up top of his head, um, given the fact that he does itch a lot, and it's still in the healing process, so he is, of course, naturally going to itch. Um, But we've been you know, putting some good uh, antibiotic uh, medical cream on it, and it's been working out quite well, and he is in good spirits, as you can see from this week's intro to this week's episode. For those of you who may... Have not listened to this podcast on a regular basis, or this may be your first time listening to this podcast. First and foremost, welcome to the YLP realm. Glad you're here. Um, hopefully, uh, my security did not do wrong by you. Usually, we do not do crazy pat-downs like that, as I heard of earlier today. Um, the roof thing, we don't talk about that. But <sighs> if this is your first time listening to this podcast, Rarely, like I said in the beginning, do I start a show with silence. And usually, with that silence comes fury, anger, more disappointment, more being upset, more being flabbergasted, bamboozled, hoodwinked, and everything else in between. So, with silence, there comes rant. Rant. There comes a rant. And I'm gonna to try to keep my tone to a minimum, but I will say, before I start this week's episode, there is a, there I'm gonna put a trigger warning out right now. If you are a WWE apologist, if you are a WWE, just you know, if you're one of those WWE cats that are just like, if you don't like the product, don't watch. This is a trigger warning for you. If you don't like a lot of curse words or anger, or hellacious verbal assault on a company. Um, yeah, you might want to skip this segment. You can listen to the news. I got plenty of news today. Good, solid news. And then we're, of course, going to be doing uh WrestleMania backlash preview and predictions uh, for this week's episode. But I got to get some shit off my fucking chest, y'all. Also, um, just as a, uh, another, we have a second warning for as well, uh, we do have a headphones uh, volume warning in effect for the segment of the show because I have a feeling that I'm going to get quite loud. And with a Blue Snowball Ice microphone, um, it picks up very, very clearly. So if you have any children around, I would suggest you let them go play somewhere else. Um, if you were in the car, um, I would suggest skipping the segment until you're in a reasonable environment that you can listen to this without... Um, the kid's telling uh, Mommy your Daddy uh, that um, Mommy or Daddy was listening to a podcast uh, show that said very, very bad words. I'm putting that out there right now because I am pissed the fuck off. I woke up this morning. Of course, y'all know. In in the t- Today is Saturday, but in, in, in way back time, it is Friday. I woke up Friday morning and already had an idea of what I wanted to do for my Instagram post and you know just to get my you know the music I wanted to play to get myself ready to go and mind you it's a lovely day out here in Colorado and I'm here sitting here preparing to be pissed off for about God knows how long this segment's gonna go and I shouldn't be shocked at the fact that Roderick Strong requested his release from the WWE and reportedly apparently has been denied his release from the company. So, let's let let's before before I've, you know, decide to just verbally go on a tirade for God, for God knows how long. Let's get some articles out of the way so we can actually discuss this in a proper manner. So, we'll head over to the Roderick Strong as requested, is released from WWE. This is from Alex Hogler, WWE NXT superstar. Roderick Strong has reportedly requested his release from the company, according to a report from Five Full Select via WrestlingNews.co. Excuse me. The 38-year-old Strong has asked to be let go from his WWE contract. It was noted that Strong had actually asked to be released on several occasions in recent months, but there's no indicator at this time that WWE will actually grant his wish which we found out later on in the week, that, I uh, believe, WWE denied his request. We continue on. The fight. The report from Fightful also claimed that Strong was against the idea of a name change and that some were surprised he wasn't included in the latest series of NXT cuts. Malcolm Bivens, Dakota Kai, Draco Anthony, and Mila Milani were among the talents released from the company last week. It's not uncommon these days for WWE superstars to seek their releases, but as we've seen in the past, Vince McMahon and the company aren't always willing to grant those requests. Back in January, it was reported that Mustafa Ali requested his release, but WWE has kept him on the roster. And as we talked about in last week's episode, Mustafa Ali apparently was booked to lose his return match on Raw. There were other instances of superstars, like The Revival in 2019. Mike Kanellis, also in 2019, asking WWE to be let go, but those talents weren't released until 2020. Even if WWE ultimately decides to meet Strong's request, he may have to wait a while for it to actually happen. Strong is one of the most accomplished superstars on the current NXT roster. One-time Cruiserweight Champion, one-time North American Champion, two-time NXT Tag Team Champion. There's a case to be made that Strong would benefit from a move to the main roster. He has been with the NXT Brand since 2016, and he deserves an opportunity on the main roster at some point. If WWE's officials are keen on keeping Strong around, they should promote him to Raw or SmackDown. And apparently the reason why Roderick Strong was actually kept and his release was denied as reported as, as it goes reportedly they have creative plans for Roderick Strong you honestly you honestly fucking think you honestly believe in your heart of hearts that you actually fucking have creative plans for Roderick Strong You actually believe that? I don't. I sure as fucking don't. They're not going to do anything with Roderick Strong. Just like they're not going to do anything with Mustafa Ali. (sighs) Mind you. Roderick Strong at 38 years old at this point is an upper mate carter That's his... Let me me rephrase that. At 38 years old, Roderick Strong, at best now, can be an upper mid-carder. That's not a bad thing. May I add? I'm not saying he's going to be a world champion in WWE. He's not. We know this. We know what Vince McMahon likes. We know what Vince McMahon sees in a world champion and ain't Roderick Strong. And that's okay. It's not a bad thing, not at all. It's it, it's honestly you need upper, but you need talent that can like kind of like break that ceiling of getting into the main event. But for the most part, is competing consistently for mid card championships. It's not a bad thing. What I do give a fuck about though is the simple fact that I know for a fact that they are not gonna do jack fucking shit with Roderick Strong. Nothing. Uh, they are not going to do anything with Roderick Strong. Diamond Mine is pretty much dead. Bivens, gone. Rust, gone. Suzuki, gone. Ivy now apparently non existent. The Creed brothers pretty much have no guidance without Malcolm Bilvins. But I mean, they have guidance with the officials. But you understand what I'm saying? Diamond Mine is dead. You got Strong over in NXT UK doing God knows what. But you apparently have creative plans for Roderick Strong. I call bullshit. We're way past Cap at this point. Cap ain't enough. This is bullshit. I mean, granted, you made $333.4 million in the first quarter this year, but apparently you're perfectly okay with just, you know, not letting talent go because of the fact you know Tony Khan would bring him into AEW like that and have the whole four of the undisputed elite. You don't think Tony Khan's checking this out? Huh? You know, you you don't think, I mean, I know Vince Man ain't stupid. I think he does dumb shit. Piss poor booking decisions, absolutely, I know he does that. Motherfucker ain't no angel. But let's be real. Let's be real with ourselves and each other. Vince McMahon is trying to keep Roderick Strong because he knows that in NXT contracts, I believe if I'm not mistaken, you only have a 30-day grace period of no compete. So, you leave, wait a month, cool out, chill, hang out, family, friends, all that shit, get your body right. Month later, you can go wherever the fuck you want. And you don't think for one fucking second that Roderick Strong, the second... He bounces out from NXT going straight to AEW to join his Undisputed Era boys? Yeah, come on. Mr. Man's not stupid. I'll give him that. He ain't stupid. In terms of business and booking, he's a failure. In business, he ain't that bad. Again, $333.4 million profit in the first quarter of 2022. They're not going to do anything with him. We know this. We know for a fact that, I mean, th- that is just as, like, them saying they have creative plans for Roderick Strong is as believable as them cutting talent because of budget cuts. That's how believable that, that whole shit is. I mean, yes, putting him on Raw and SmackDown and having to compete for United States and fucking Intercontinental Championships, absolutely. Absolutely. Put him in that. And watch him work. (laughs) They just didn't give him the North American Championship just because it's Tuesday. They didn't make him a Cruiserweight Champion just because it was Monday. They didn't make him a two-time NXT Tag Team Champion prior to Vince and Bruce fucking it all up. For nothing. You know his catalog outside of NXT. Mr. ROH. Come on, fam. Creative plans for Roddy. Come on, fam. Roderick Strong is not gonna be released. He's gonna be kept there. They'll probably keep they'll probably do some goofy shit. I mean, he still can compete for North American Championships, but let's let look at it just from a main roster point of view. Putting him on the main on the main roster, I would say either brand is is perfect. Think of the matches you could see him have that I know WWE won't do properly. Finn Balor, AJ Styles, they've those two have competed against each other multiple times and have done quite well for themselves. Very very good matches. You can look it up; it's perfectly fine. You know, Damian Priest, a possible match with Edge. Who knows? Um, Cody, Seth. On SmackDown side, Nakamura ricochet. Wait, not not Jinder Mahal. Actually, no, that wouldn't be too bad. But you get strong in the victory though. But that wouldn't be too bad of a match, Just as much as I should on Jinder Mahal, the character, not the main. Um, who the fuck else do you even have on SmackDown that's credible in the mid card? Jesus, that's how shitty the kind of championship title scene. Oh my lord. Um, but yeah, you can put him on either brand and he would actually do spectacular because he can work. Work rate is ridiculous. I mean, he was part of a faction that is literally going to be looked at as one of the best factions in the history of pro wrestling. Yes, they're not. No, they're not the four horsemen by any means, but still hell of a faction that ran that pretty much ran roughshod over the company for two years. He was part of that. And surprisingly, the missing piece to the undisputed era. The missing piece. But let me let me let me get let me it back to my train of, of joan real quick. Let me go over to wrestlinginc.com for a moment. Because WWE is reportedly giving new talent 90 days to progress. From Matthew Wilkinson. WWE is reportedly giving its new talent just 90 days to to show improvements or else they may get reported. According to Dave Meltzer on the latest edition of Wrestling Observer Radio, releases in WWE have become more frequent over recent years, and last week the company cut another 10 employees last week from NXT. There were a variety of reasons for that, and it had been reported that Harland had been let go due to a lack of progress. That is something that WWE is now looking at for all the new wrestlers that join. Seller will reportedly be fine if they're showing steady progress throughout their time, but if there's not a quick improvement, then there is a chance they will not be kept around the long past ninety days. This even though, this even includes those who sign on to long-term contracts, as they are, as even they are be given ninety days to showcase their ability. Meltzer did add that Harlan did not, had not shown enough progression in his time with the company overall. Not all the wrestlers were released for that reason, though, such as Dakota Kai. Her release was down to WWC, not, WWE, not seeing her as a main roster talent. We're going to talk about that in a second. The full list of released talents from last week are as follows. Dakota Kai, Malcolm Bivens, Dexter Loomis, Pre- Paige Prinzivoli, Harlan, Persia Parada, Sanjana George, Draco Anthony, Mila Milani, and Raylan Devine. It has been reported that there could be more releases coming in the future in regards to NXT talent, but at this point, nothing has been confirmed in regards to anyone else being cut. As we go over to WrestlingNews.co, Mass WWE NXT releases expected to happen more often. From Paul Davis. Dave Meltzer was on the Sunday night's main event podcast this week to talk about some of the big stories from the week in wrestling. While discussing the recent NXT releases, Meltzer was asked if he thinks more releases are coming soon, saying, quote, Yeah, I think so. I've had people say that, but no one really knows other than Vince and everything. You kind of hear rumblings the day before that this is going to be the bad day, which actually I heard on April 13th and 14th of the 15th is going to be the bad day. Then it came and went, and then it happened two weeks later. I th- would think that would be for NXT, but there were no main roster releases. Meltzer also said that WWE plans to let people go if they don't see improvement within 90 days. As they let people go, they will add new signings to the roster. Meltzer said, quote, I think we are going to be seeing more and more of this when it comes to NXT Is people. They are just going to make decisions that they are bringing a lot of new people in. I don't know if that was grammatically correct, but we're going to keep going with it. If you don't make progress here, they're going to get rid of you, in most cases. There were a few cases where that wasn't the case. That, that's what it was. And even talking to people who were down there and were around there were kind of like, well, they aren't making the progress. That was hoped for. And they have all these tryouts and they bring in a new whole new group of people and there's going to be 90-day cycles where they bring in new people and other people are gone, end quote. Meltzer noted that there are exceptions to this. Dakota Kai was in NXT for years, and the feeling on her was that she was not good enough for the main roster, and Malcolm Bivins told the company that he did not intend on signing a new, deer, new deal next year. Meltzer said, quote, Obviously, Duckster Loomis and Dakota Kai and Malcolm Bivens don't fit into that category. Harland, there were people because of his size and the fact that he'd been on TV and everything like that, were surprised, but they took him off TV two weeks ago for no reason, and I thought that's never a good sign, end quote. And of course, if I use any portion of the articles, excellent. You know, H Sunday Night Main Event, rest of the news COVID, transcription. So this I don't want to get to. because Go to not good enough main roster. Before I even get into that, before I even get into that, let's address the elephant in the room. That being this 90-day... Cycle that we're going to have here. Now, I, I mean, I'm believing this is going to be NXT, just NXT uh, focus in terms of this 90 day cycle. So, so, um, we're just going to have a fucking revolving door, aren't we? all this is now is a revolving door of talent but this is de- this is a developmental company don't you want to de- actually develop the talent? Find out how everything goes. Try to actually build them. Try to actually develop them. Actually try to do something of fucking value. What in the absolute dog shit fuck is this? Come on. Come on. So let's say Roxy, Roxanne Perez who just joined NXT. If she is not progressing in her character development in three months you're just gonna send her on her way back to the Indies. This company makes me fucking sick. We're just going to be shuffling them in and out, in and out. Every every like signing that comes in, another one's walking out. This is a revolving door. This they're not trying to develop motherfuckers because at any given point after ninety days, you could be going. Even if you just sign a long term deal, same for you. What are they even doing? What are they even doing? NXT to me is supposed to be building the future of your company. Cultivating homegrown talent into the future superstars on the main roster. Said you're going to bring it back to developmental. I was fine with that. They could turn him into Nickelodeon. I wasn't fine with that. But now you're bringing in the and of course, you know, you had the releases of you know Triple H guys and girls. That I understand, because I already knew there was there was some goofy shit going on anyway. But this is not gonna I don't this 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 ain't no ain't no fucking way. You mean this no no. this is not how you cultivate and develop talent. You have to give it some time to marinate. Show them the way, show them the WWE style of things. So we're just going to put him them, put them on a damn probationary period. And at any given point, every 90 days, people will be getting released. So now that means that Car- Carmelo Hayes, if he's slacking in his macking, he could be gone. Trick Williams might be going too. At any given point, Bron Breaker then. I'm just saying. I mean, I I know that at least for the most part, guys like a Bron Breaker and a Carmelo Hayes and a Cameron Grimes, I think they're gonna be okay. You know, a Tony D'Angelo, Santos Escobar, I think they're gonna be all right. Wesley, I don't know. Shit, at some point Wesley gonna be gone. I already know this. But for real, let's keep it, let's keep it a stack. This is, this is, gonna, it's already bad enough I stopped watching the product on NXT. It's already bad enough. To me, it is unwatchable. Even with the, the guys and girls I still do like on NXT. The overall product as a whole is a no-no for me. I ain't got time for that. I just don't. And now, I'm making the situation even more of a pain in the ass because of the fact that this 90-day cycle... Harlan was the one I was most surprised about. They were were talking about, they were hyping him up like he was going to be the next Brock fucking Lesnar. Pairing him up with Joe Joe Gacy as like a, you know, as heavy. Threw a couple people down the stairs. But, you know, where where the fuck was the quote? Like, you know, there are people because of his size and the fact that he'd been on TV, and all of a sudden, two weeks later, they just take him off roster. You just take him off the roster. I'm not mad that Dakota Kai got cut. I'm more surprised about Matthew Bivens, but Harlan not showing enough progression in his time with the company. I mean, it was it was it was kind of along the lines of the the Reverend D. Von Deacon Batista gimmick. In a sense, the outfits, dead giveaway, the outfits, (laughs) just just saying, but seriously, a guy like Harlan, Parker Boudreaux, Harlan was going to be something, because all you really had to do was develop him over the, you know, six to nine months, maybe a year at best. You know, Joe Gacy was going to be of something of work to the main event scene, And he could be a future, and he could have been a future NXT champion. We all know it. Man's had to look for it. But he wasn't steadily progressing. And, like I said, I don't watch NXT, so maybe not. Excuse me. But Harland was supposed to be the next guy. Down the line. But we let him go because he didn't show enough progression. So pretty much that's going to be the excuse. That's going to be the new excuse. Budget Cuts was the first excuse. Now we're going to pretty much go through lack of progress. Every time you see another 90 days go by, I don't know when they started this, but 90 days from then, there's going to be more releases and it's just going to be a fucking revolving door. Dexter Lumis surprised the fuck out of me when when he got released. Because that man could also have been one hell of a comedy act for the main roster, but still could compete in the mid-card. Because, lest we forget, the man's has put on some good matches. Johnny Gargano. Beautiful. Wonderful feud. Storyline progression. Man's came into this, I think it was in a breakout tournament a couple years ago, and... When I and I remember talking about this, when I first thought about him, I'm like I didn't know he creeped me the fuck out, but he became one of the more integral characters in the Black and Gold era, and that's perfectly fine. I'm cool with it, but the way they showed progression with Dexter Loomis, fantastic. Then you get him involved with you know the you know Indy Hartwell, Hartwell and him, the little love thing. Johnny being that, you know, but the protective be- dad, you know, Candace being like that, unprotect you know, the protective mother, um, Theory just Austin Theory just doing Austin Theory shit that 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 he was. I'm not gonna go in front. In the when he was in the way, it was just lovely. Like he was the goofy one, but still could compete in the ring and really do work. And uh it was he was something in the way. Now they got him as like Mr. McMahon's you know, new Drew McIntyre, if you will. He was better in the way. But, hey, he's a United States champion. I ain't mad at that. And kudos to him for it. But, damn, Dexter Loomis could have been definitely in part of that. Dexter Loomis could have been an Intercontinental Championship, you know, title scene. Because, honestly, they desperately needed it. Sam Shaw's a hell of a talent. From what I saw in NXT, he is damn good. And I only knew bits and pieces of him over from uh, the UK side of things. Heard his name, haven't really seen him compete. Saw what he did in the ring in NXT, and I was thoroughly impressed by his progression over time. You You know, doing drawings, paintings, you know, hosting Halloween Havoc, if I'm not mistaken. And doing paint. It was, that was, I mean, he was a hell of a, he was a hell of a talent. And a hell of a character for the mid-card and upper mid-card scene of NXT. He did quite well for himself. And I think he would have done very, very well um, being on the main roster. Because they fucking need it. Malcolm Bivens. How do you get rid of Malcolm Bivens? How do you get rid of Stokely fucking Hathaway? Man's can talk. Man's can create things on social media. Masterpieces. But you're going to have the fucking nerve to try to pair him with Omos as his manager on the main roster. You just fucked Diamond Mine up royally. And you gonna have you gonna try and have him be a manager to Omos bruh? To Omos. Really? Omos. Okay. Malcolm Bivens said no back in February. They let him go. I've been seeing on Twitter Malcolm Bividens and Jay Cargill picture side by side together and say this would be a wonderful pairing. I humbly agree. <laughs> 100% that would be fantastic. Fire, you know, Fire Mark Sterling bringing Malcolm Bivens, a.k.a. Sto- you know, Stokely Hathaway. And the... oh, uh, mm. The social media post from Machiavelli. Well, now he's got to change his handle, actually. Because, you know. But Stokely Hathaway in AEW with Jay Cargill, that's not a bad pairing. I wouldn't be mad at that at all. If that c- ever came to be. But... This man's can talk. One of the better talking managers in the game today. Paired him up with Roddy and it, do, it was just genius. I mean, the busted video on fucking Twitter it was beautiful. And I'm not trying to watch no fucking Scooby, uh, Scooby-Doo, no Halloween shit. I ain't got time for that. Mr. Hathaway. But this is one, he- but this guy is a... I don't. The w. I don't even. I don't even know what they are doing. I don't. I don't know what the fuck they're doing anymore. I mean, Dakota Kai. I, you know, despite that shit reasoning. By the way, main Not a main roster talent, but her homegirls up in on SmackDown, isn't she? And they were former tag team champions twice. Not a, barely a reign to to even speak of, honestly. That range of trash. One and three days, respectively, if I'm not mistaken. Large oof. Kodakai's a main event talent. Main roster talent, I should say. Hell of a talent. But, like I said, I'm I'm more so not, I'm not mad at Kai and Bivens getting let go. Loomis, kinda. The other ones, I mean, Harlan was a surprise, but What pisses me off the most, what upsets me the most, is the fact that WWE is literally telling you, you don't have to read between any fucking lines, you don't have to worry about reading between the fucking tea leaves, you don't even need as much as a fucking oracle to realize you're pretty like. AEW and NGPW got a forbidden door. WWE's got revolving door. Coming out in fucking November. Before Survivor Series. Payback SummerSlam a couple years ago. Did that thing. You know what I'm talking about. That should be a t-shirt, honestly. Yeah, AEW and NGPW have forbidden door. WWE now has revolving door. Are we supposed to be developing talent or not, Mr. McMahon? Are we supposed to be cultivating your future of this company? Some of your talent's getting a little old there. Not all of them, but a good portion. And at some point, you're going to have to start bringing in new talent. You know, to replenish the ones who may be leaving or leaving the company or retiring or whatever, whatever have you. Instead, you want to act like a damn goofy and just state, "Yeah, we're gonna actually, you know, we're just gonna have a ninety day um, period. You know, if you're not, if we don't feel like you're progressing enough, uh, we'll just we're gonna we're gonna send you a packet. I don't know why I tried to do a Obama. Anyhow in 90 days somebody gets favorite talent from NXT may be gone they'll be gone and going on two different promotions because of their ineptitude and their mental aptitude is shot everything about everything about all of this shit is discu- is just it's not disgusting it's just outright stupid it is dumb i never thought the the whole of a company in WWE has an IQ the size of a soap dish what the fuck are we like i don't get it i don't honestly get it If anybody has a, an argument as to why this is actually a good thing, I'd love to fucking know. I would love to know. Because now with this plan that y'all have, you know, shit, as long as Io Shirai is in the company if her character's not progressing, she may be gone. And yeah, bring her up to the main roster, please. You need depth. You need some depth. Always good to have some depth in the roster. But my fucking god. Is this dumb? It's foolish. It's it's just it's it's very it's It's not a good decision to have. Why do you need this revolving door of talent? Hell, I have a strange feeling that WWE is pretty much going to be looking at a certain talent that they want to get rid of because maybe he's a Triple H guy or something of that nature. You know what I mean? I think, you know what? Fuck him. Oh, he's a Triple H guy? Eh, we're good. We don't need him. But still though. At any point with after 90 days, it's just going to be... And I'm going to be doing more reports. About talent being released. I'm going to be talking more about talent being released. I'm going to be talking about more about people, you know, Grant asking for a release getting denied. And you wonder why everyone else is passing WWE by. I can barely watch Raw. I haven't watched SmackDown in two months. I watch AEW a good amount. I'm liking what they're doing with Forbidden Door coming on June 26th. Oh, which by the way, sold out in less than 40 minutes, Vince. The 20,000 still in the queue. And I'm I'm thinking if I'm right, there's another five, if I've read correctly, another five is going to be going on in the queue. You got a show like that selling out in 40 minutes? Huh? Meanwhile, we talking about, ooh, we may do a stand and deliver when we go to the UK for Clash at the Castle. Not a bad name, actually. I actually enjoy it. It's actually a good call, especially since it's going to be in Wales. But yeah, we're going to do an NXT stand and deliver, possibly during Clash at Castle weekend. God, that makes my fucking voice hurt when I try to do a Vince impression. We haven't even seen any bit of a card yet for Forbidden Door, and I'm already saying it, I've already declared it, it's going to be a, a candidate for match of the year, uh, show of the year, and we would not have shit yet, Capital Collision's looking like a damn good show with the fatal four-way for the United States Championship, Tanahashi, Juice Robinson, you son of a bitch, oh, that was a work, that was a work, oh, they got me, oh, I was I was thoroughly impressed. I haven't even seen wrestling Duntaku yet, um, which I'm go- probably going to some probably like either sometime this weekend or next week because I want to see how all that went. He's Bullet Club. I'm so I'm actually wearing, I'm not even lying. I'm actually wearing a villain club uh, Marty Squirrel Bullet Club T-shirt right now, so it makes sense. But you got Juice Robinson joining Bullet Club. You got Will Ospreay and John Moxley competing for the United States Championship. I believe either this weekend or next weekend, if I'm not mistaken. I'm, more, I'm so much more interested in that, just that one match. That one match than anything WWE is doing this weekend for, back, for an entire show of Backlash. I'm more interested in one match than an entire show on Mother's Day. How sad is that? That is sad. Sickening. That should eat at their stomachs. I should eat at their core. I should eat at their core. That they know their rival, because they don't consider him a rival. They don't consider them consider them competition. <laughs> like is getting fucking left in the dust. They are. They're getting left in the dust and it's not looking good. I mean <laughs> excuse me. It's just, it's just, um, like, how can, like, if you're a WWE apologist, honestly, I don't know how you see it. I don't know how you see it. I really don't. We've got a, a, one of the biggest shows that is going to take place. At the end of June. That's sold out in 40 minutes. And I'm looking at WWE WrestleMania backlash and I'm thinking, I don't even know if I want to spend 40 minutes even watching this show. There is no way on God's green earth WWE is trying to develop the future of their company. Because now you got a revolving door. They have created the revolving door. And if you ain't doing your thing, if you're not progressing within three months time you're just as good as gone in terms of WWE if they keep acting the way they're acting they're going to be just as good as gone that's going to conclude the opening segment in our top story stories I should say for this week for episode 3 333 of the YLP podcast when we come back I got I got a little bit of news I got some news relax news of the week is here well, opening segment, technically. Okay, I got I got a bit of news before uh, we talk about um, WrestleMania Backlash. Apparently, Freddie Prince Jr. wants to start his own promotion within 18 months. This is over from Fightful.com. I saw this, and I'm just like, if I do not talk about this this week, it's, it, then I'm not doing my thing and t- discussing all the news that's fit for me to talk about. Because this is perfect. So we're going to talk about that, as well as an update on AEW introducing Trios Championships. I actually saw a post on Twitter um, yesterday of all the trios that are in AEW as we speak, and trust me when I tell you, they have more than enough depth to make that division happen. Also, what is being said about WWE's plans for the 2022 draft? We'll discuss all of that on the other side of episode 333 of the YLP podcast. Stay tuned! Be right back. The weather's warming up again, y'all. But your wardrobe is way past its expiration date. A post-pandemic fashion faux pas, indeed. Now, I may not know much about fashion, but what I do know is that everyone always wants to look their best when they step out into the world. That's why it's time you need to check out the revamped YLP store and stock up on some new threads. Like Mr. YLP himself, you know that looking good means you're feeling good, and trust me, you're going to be turning heads with the new Golden Lion Collection, just in time for the warmer months ahead. Whether you're looking to dress up or dress down, Mr. YLP has got you covered. Whether it's starting the day with a cup of joe out of your Golden Lion mug, hanging out on the boardwalk in a cozy cotton poly blend hoodie, or simply enjoying a nap in the lion's den with a comfy pillow and fleece blanket, you know that you're doing it the YLP way. So get in your mobile device, laptop, or PC, and head over to young-lions-perspective.creator-spring.com right now and get that wardrobe back to being stronger than a pride alliance. That's young-lions-perspective.creator-spring.com. Dash Spring dot com. Make sure you tell him Mr. YLP sent you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. With episode 333 of the YLP podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed that last segment, of course. Um, I just had to speak on that real quick and just lay out my feelings and how I felt about the situation, my thoughts all about it. And hopefully you didn't, you weren't in the, there were no kids in the room and there was no one that got triggered or offended by my stuff. I don't mean to offend. It's just, you know, when you're from a, you come from a podcast who's, Essential take tagline was we intend to offend. Yeah, I'm planning to piss off some people for a reason. So, all that good stuff. But, we got a little bit more news. But, before I get into that, of course, I got to make sure I talk about my squad. That is Wrestle Addict Radio. Make sure you check out the remainder of the family of Wrestle Addict Radio. Of course, every Wednesday night, you can check out live on YouTube and Twitch. The Kings of the Rings podcast discussing wrestling, entertainment, Pop culture stuff, all that stuff in between. It's a good time, good show. I suggest you check it out. 530. What was it, 530? Well, in my, in my neck of the woods, in Colorado, it's 530. But 730 Eastern Standard Time, pre-show, 8 p.m., main show. I do believe they do a post-game wrap-up as well. Um, it is a good time. It is a good podcast. Make sure you check out The Squadron. Of course, King Ricky Rose, our wonderful GM of WrestleEdit Radio. Will Tara Shook, and don't you ever forget about the one and only agent, Kay Murphy. Check them out every Wednesday. Live, the audio version of it comes out on Thursday, so you can check out all of that as well. And then Friday, kick off your weekend in proper fashion with the Fretzel podcast as he discusses the Rufus Aggression era. But this week, I believe he was on, uh, I believe he had a show with Mr. Warren Hayes, uh, who was a big-time uh, YouTuber in the wrestling community. So make sure you check that out because... Hey, I'm going to support my squad at every single point, no matter what. I love my team. I love my peoples. And yes, you need to check out WrestleEdit Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. All right. Just want to make sure I represent my squad every chance I get. Shameless plugs all around. But let us get back into the news of the week. And I saw this article and I was just like, if I don't talk about this, and it is not really worth doing an episode, now, is it? As we head over to Fightful.com, Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> Excuse me. Wants to start his promotion within 18 months and wants performers protected by the Screen Actors Guild, which is an interesting John right there. This is from Robert D. Felice. Freddie Prinze Jr. is serious about starting up a wrestling company in California, and he's got big plans. Freddie Prince Jr. loves pro wrestling, and he's no stranger to the inner workings of, the, of a successful promotion as well. In addition to his fandom stemming back to his childhood, Freddie has two stints as a WWE writer under his belt. Now, the Scooby-Doo actor is opening up about his plans to start a California-based promotion, hopefully within 18 months, in his desire to make... that make... have... I don't know who, uh, that editor figured out... to have the eventual program and performers associated with the Screen Actors Guild. On the latest episode of his podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, Prin- Prince said he's already saved up enough money to execute a three-year plan, and his ultimate goal is to have a full-time home in Los Angeles, saying, quote, I started watching other shows, older shows, old Ring of Honor. I started listening to Jim Cornette and his philosophies on wrestling. To some, that would be questionable, depending on who you ask. I started listening to other promoters and people in the business and their philosophies on wrestling. I started watching what other wrestlers were trying to do. I started asking everyone I knew in the business questions. Then I started looking at arenas locally here and what it will cost to rent them. Then as I saw what my opportunities would be in this business, as there would be more of them after I did the Netflix one, I started saying, well, I can accelerate the plan. Or I can keep the plan as it is, do a couple more of these and own the space, which I believe right now is the plan that I'm going to execute. I already have a commercial realtor that I know and love. She's already looking at properties for me. I would love to have a full-time home for this. The plan was originally a two-year plan, but now I should have the money for a three-year plan, meaning it doesn't have to make money for three years before I'm like, yo, man, I got to do another damn movie. I have to be in Scooby Part 7 or some crap like that to keep this floating. (laughs) Please don't, because I haven't watched any of them. I don't think I've watched any of them, to be honest, in full. Parts, yes, in full, absolutely not. He continued on to say, so I started looking for properties. And social media did what social media does, which is like a feeding frenzy, right? It's like bait in the water. There's a lot of wrestling Instagram pages and websites out there that do dirt sheets and wrestling news and things like that. They need content. So they picked up on this and put it out. All of a sudden, all these indie wrestlers, indie refs, indie musicians who've done wrestling stuff all started reaching out. Before I get into this, let me say something. Whether you were being real with me or whether you were trying to troll and crap on me, thank you. Some of you wrote stuff like, that was like, you took the time to not only say, hey man, I would love to be, to come and be part of that, but there's some wrestlers I respect and I think you would too, and for you to take the time to do that, and it's not just one cat that did that. That's the most beautiful part of the wrestling community to me. I love that. That's what acting used to be, end quote. Additionally, Freddie says that he's already begun purchasing lighting equipment in order to properly film shows because he says, while he eventually wants to be on television, he understands getting a television deal is not easy, saying, quote, I plan on having this thing up and running in 18 months. That's my plan. There's a way for me to get it done sooner, but it requires me going to Australia for three months and leaving my family. So I'm not a big fan of doing that. Regardless of how kind and respectable the studio is, unless I was in a position where I had to, I love being a dad. It's the reason I walked away from the business in the first place. However, there are moments where I'm like, you know what, it can come from the summer. You know, we could get it done and I can get these cats in the ring. I don't know how long I want the show to be yet. I think I want a two hour show, at least in the beginning. I doubt I'll have a TV contract right away. It's very difficult to maintain ownership and get a TV deal at the beginning like that. If you're established, they can come in and license you and buy or buy a portion of you, but you'll still be in control. So if I started off as live shows and I film it by that way, by the way, if you want to know if I'm serious, I already purchased a used light kit that was an arena kit, used, even used. These mugs are expensive, but I wanted this to look legit, so it's literally sitting in my storage unit. I think I want to start it as a two-hour show. I want my storylines based in reality. I want to give the women and men in the men equal time on the roster. Then the goal is to bring the show to television. I want it to be an SAG show, and what that means is I want it to be a union show, which would mean each and every single one of my wrestlers would be a member of the Screen Actors Guild and be entitled to all the insurance and medical benefits and retirement plans that that entails. <laughs> well, shit. Furthermore. Freddie Prince Jr. doesn't says he doesn't have a name for the promotion yet. He would consider West Coast Wrestling, but there was already a WCW, and he won't call it the Federation. That's some dad joke shit. <laughs> Overall, Freddie says it's not not a dream; it's a plan, and it will be a reality. That reality, however, also includes having the proper infrastructure in place, including a booker. Because while he's excited to write about writing and connecting with talent, he cannot book. Saying, "Quote, you see, that's in it." It's not a dream, it's a plan, and it will be a reality. My only thing is, how quickly can I pull it off, and at what sacrifice? I've said this before, wrestling requires 100% of you to do it right, regardless of what side of the camera you're on. It is one of the reasons I wouldn't go back to WWE. I couldn't give them 100% can't travel all over. But if I had a local show in Los Angeles, an office I could go to every day, and I would have a booker because I could not book to save my life... I can really write, I can connect with people, and I can pull good performances out of people when their bosses didn't think that performance was within them before. I know I can do it, because I've seen it happen. I know what my strengths are, and I damn well know what I suck at. I was told what I suck at enough. So yeah, so that's the plan. I hope you guys support it, I hope you dig it. If you don't, you can be just as vocal, because like I said, that stuff motivates me to end quote. Excuse me, in the past, Freddie has said that he has spoken with TV networks about his ideas, we will continue to have more on the future of Freddie Prinze Jr.'s wrestling promotion as more news is available. I think this is pretty cool. I think this is pretty cool. If Freddie is able to actually get this off the ground and get it running, I mean, that's going to be pretty fucking cool. I like the idea. I like the sound of it. I like the way he's talk- I like the way he's thinking. I like the way he's, you know, talking about it. I mean, he wants to get it started within 18 months. He knows it's going to be hard to get a television deal. He knows the business. He's worked in it twice and that's like like one of the dopest. I was like one of the dopest things I've heard. Like I've heard about WWE was that Freddie Prinze Jr. at one point was a writer for WWE. I think I saw it on some like Access Hollywood, you know, segment years and years ago, um, randomly. And I'm just like, wait, huh? He writes for WWE. All right, he's cool in my book. I like him. You know, I, I fucks with that. I don't fucks with the Scooby Doo movies, but. I fucks with what he was doing in WWE, and it's pretty freaking cool to see that. And he knows he's not good at booking. That's also a plus. Like, knowing your strengths and, like, knowing yourself as a person as a whole, in terms of your strengths and weaknesses, is probably one of the greatest, like, understandings of self you can have. Knowing what you're good at, knowing what you're not good at, and ensuring you're going towards your strengths, rather than trying to build on your weaknesses. He knows what he's good at. He's a good writer. He's a damn good writer. As he says. So, I mean, if you work in WWE, you're, you know, twice. You're doing pretty well for yourself in terms of professional wrestling. But he knows he's not a booker. He knows he can't book to save his life. He knows he can't book himself out of a damn paper bag. He understands that. I mean, the fact that he really carefully planned it out and, you know, somehow figuring out that he can have a Three year plan instead of a two year plan, and pl- and wanting to do a television like that's dope to me. That's the kind of shit I like to see. Like Freddie Prinz fucking Junior. It's, it's, it's wonderful. And I mean, and plus, like kudos to the people you know who actually reached out. You know, even if they were trolling, you know. But I mean, that would be so. That would be really cool to get in, like to see that. You know, to see like a promotion from someone who has been in the business and who really did talk to people within the business about the philosophies of wrestling and all that. Jim Cornette, depends on who you ask, questionable. Other than that though, this is this is dope. This is really gonna be fun to keep an eye on. Cause I'm just like, Wow, I like that much. I like this. This is good. It's good to see. It's something that, you know, like wrestling is universal. I mean, like your favorite like actor's favorite actor at one point probably was a WWE fan. Or a, a general pro wrestling fan. Guarantee it. Shoot, rappers love pro wrestling. Basketball players love pro wrestling. Chickens, ducks, all that shit. We love pro wrestling. And at one point, you love pro wrestling too. That's not a bad thing. Oh, it's fake wrestling. Okay, you do it for 300 days a year and see how that works out for you. Hell, Undertaker at one point was working with a broken neck. Okay, like, but this is this is like gonna be something cool to see. I'm really excited to see that. I'm really excited to see how that's gonna develop, especially now. You know, he's looking at. I believe. Let me me do math right. Let me see if I can math. Probably 2024, somewhere around there, around 2024, maybe early early 2024, if my math's right. either late 2023 or early 2024 is where he wants is like when he wants to get that on and pop and if my math serves me right so this is cool this is going to be interesting to keep an eye on and and, may, and you never know like you, we never know come late 2023 early 2024 we're talking about Freddie Prince Jr. going to be putting on his first show a, in the Los Angeles area that's I mean, we'll, we shall see what happens and I'm excited to see what will be going on with that uh, I hope you are too because that's pretty that, that's pretty damn cool. So, Freddie Prinze Jr., you go, fam. You do it. Make it work. Let us head over to Cultaholic.com. Yes. It's been a while since I've actually checked out an article from Cultaholic, but they do have an update on AEW introducing Trio's titles. Apparently, the long-awaited titles could be closer than we think. So they say. From Jack Atkins. Seemingly, since the launch of AEW, there have been persistent rumors that the company will introduce TRIO's titles into the mix, leaving with Tony Khan having teased the titles in the past. Now, a report from Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer newsletter suggests that the titles could be coming sooner rather than later, saying, quote, You me find that quote there, TRIO's title belts have been made, so now it's just a matter of when they pull the trigger. Tony Khan was asked about making TRIO's titles and gave the indication a few months ago what it was happening. But that but that they didn't want to do the tournament until Kenny Omega was back, said Meltzer. AEW are blessed to have several top-tier trios teams that could fight over the gold with the likes of the Blackpool Combat Club, the Elite, the Undisputed Elite, the House of Black, Death Triangle, just several factions that could be within a shout. If a tournament is indeed intended to crown the first ever Trios champions, then they may choose to wait. With the men's and women's Owen Hart Foundation tournament set to begin imminently, which we are in the middle of, which I believe that starts uh, this Wednesday. Um, so that's going to be dope. Uh, doubtly so, if Khan still wants to wait for Omega's return. Yes, this has been, this we've talked about, everybody's talked about this at length at some point that the TRIOS Championships in AEW will be coming to AEW. And um, I saw a tweet yesterday. Um, someone had to put up um a post, like pictures, of every trio they actually have at this very moment in all elite wrestling. They've got plenty of depth. Plenty. I think what I saw, I think I saw like close to 20. 20 trios teams they could have <laughs> in this shit. Hmm. I said on Twitter Twitter a couple days ago, Blackpool Combat Club are your first inaugural trios champions. There is no other trio right now in AEW that's more over than the BCC. Not not to be confused with the other BCC, a.k.a. the Boo Can't Click. Good music, by the way. Good rap music. Here We Come, one of their best songs. Woo! Fire. Oh. but, getting back into the other BCC, the Black Who Combat Club, and, you know, House of Black. you got Death Triangle. You've got the Undisputed Elite. You've got the Elite. You've got, you know, who else? You can do um, Jungle Boy Luchasaurus and Christian Cage. You can do, uh, you know, a couple of subsets of, of the Dark Order. Uh, I think the ones I saw were uh, Evil Uno, uh, Johnny Silver, and Alex Reynolds. The other one was Cocabana. Think ten and then five, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, with that, Preston Advance and the Allen Angels, if I'm not mistaken, you have plenty of talent that you could use. And also sucks to hear about Stu Grayson getting released from uh, AEW. Hopefully, it's hopefully personally it's a it's a storyline, not a, not an actual thing, because that would suck. I like Stu Grayson and Evil he Uno. Hell of a tag team, really really good together. We shall see what that though, but um, you have plenty of depth to make this happen. If you're waiting on Kenny Omega to come back, perfectly fine. We already have the like they said in the article, we have the Owen Hart Foundation tournaments going on on the men's and women's side, so we got plenty of things to uh, do before we have another tournament come into the fold. If anything, if you want to, if you're able to pull it off all out, I think that should be your finals of the trios championship tournament. Like they have the, they have more than enough depth to be able to actually make this work. Adam Cole in the Bucks, Adam Cole with Fish and O'Reilly. That's two if you want to pull that off. Uh Black Hole Combat Club, House of Black, Death Triangle, you know. <clears throat> excuse me. You got plenty of options. You got plenty of options. You can get the tag team champions in there, you know, with uh, Christian Cage, Lucha Boy, Lucha Boy, Jungle Boy. That would be actually a weird call from WWE TK20. Anyhow, uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. You got, like I said, you, depth is there. If we're waiting, if we're waiting for Kenny to come back, I'm cool with it because you can wait for that. You got two tournaments going on as we speak. Those are going to take up some time. I would say right soon after that. You know, start ramping up and start bringing in your uh, trios for this tournament. But the finals should be at All Out. I think that would be a good, very, uh, a big night for new champions to be crowned. And uh, as and my, my point still stands. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club should be your first trio champions. They are the best three we have it right now. I can see them going up in, in hella crazy feuds with the House of Black, Death Triangle. You know, if you want to do, I saw I saw one that kind of weirded me out. They had a CM Punk FTR trio. That was weird. I was like, that's not going to work. CM Punk's too busy trying to get into the world title mix. It was in the world title mix. He, no. But I don't know if the Pinnacle's still together. But if you wanted to do MJF FTR, MJFTR, I like that. Uh you got options. You got crazy amount of options, and I think this could work. And I think this is gonna be that's this is gonna be fun to begin speculating on more, especially with the fact of of course everybody in a grandma is waiting on Kenny Omega's return to AEW. If that happens, oh, I'm, I'm hoping it happens over the summer. We shall see. But you know, either way, either way, once we get this trio of tournament popping, is going to be. Amazing, and I think it's just going to be providing match of the year candidates like they fucking should, and um, yeah, have all out as the as as the stage for the final, and we hopefully you know we get this sooner rather than later. We'll see how it goes. Maybe Tony Khan won't want to wait. Patience, patience, everyone in the YLP realm, because I'm tr- I'm trying to keep it the bit. Ba- I'm trying to just be like, this start. No, started everything already. No, no, let's wait. Let us wait. Wait it out. In due time, we. I mean, they said they made the fucking belts already, and I'm, I'm sure they're gonna look clean as fuck. If the belts are made, and we're just waiting for one person, hey, we got more than enough, we got more than enough things to keep our attention on Owen Hart Foundation Tournament Forbidden Door coming up. Right after that, we got a little time to actually enjoy ourselves before they start trying to give us the um the the wonderful thing that is a possible trio championship tournament. And finally in terms of the news of the week for this week, we head over to nodq.com. What is being said about WWE's plans for the 2022 draft by Aaron Rift? While the WWE draft typically pl- takes place in October, it can end up happening sooner this year. Steve Carrier of ringsidenews.com noted the following regarding plans. Quote, we ha- we've asked around about plans for the next WWE draft. We were told at this time, it is slated to go down in September. This means WWE has a few months to situation things and hopefully acclimate recent NXT call-ups before they shake things up. In a follow-up to Carrier's report, Dave Meltzer of F4WOnline.com wrote that the draft could happen as soon as August between SummerSlam and Clash at the Castle, saying, quote, No date was finalized, but the gut feeling was, after SummerSlam or in the lead-up to the Cardiff show, but it's definitely right now set for that time frame. End quote. I know I had other articles I could have wanted. I could have you know talked about, of course, um, Candice LeRae being a free agent um, after her contract expired with WWE. You know, J.R.J. Cargill article talking about you know how comfortable she's you know getting in the industry now that she's two years in. Could talk about that. That's fine. But I wanted to say, talk about this in the WWE draft real quick. Because I think this is really, really important. Because we all know, we all know for some time the WWE draft has been pretty much an afterthought, an eyesore, a a way to have it be your melatonin for your sleep. I talked about Samoa Joe's uh, response to the WWE and AEW fans arguing with each other. Watch for Wrestling. <laughs> Same. You know, I could have talked about a lot of that, but I want to talk about the, the draft because the way WWE has gone about the draft for the past few years has been nothing short of just abysmal. You know, I've I've listened to other, you know, podcasters about how, you know, WWE's draft could be, and one from JD from NY206 his one always resonates with me because I think that it could actually work and actually make bring more fans in if you did it the way the like, you know of a, a NFL draft does. You know, speculation about picks: who could go where? Who's going to be the number one pick? Who's going to be the last one pick? You know, who are the sleepers? Who are the dark horses that going to be? They're going to make a certain brand great. You know, having interviews in the back, having interviews you know throughout, having you know. Um. You know, possibly a guest appearance from Mel Kuyper Jr. Who fucking knows? You could make the draft so much fun for us. Have it spread out over two days. Like, you know, because the NFL draft, this happened actually about last week. Um, and they did, uh, what was it, over three days? Have it a two-night thing. <coughs> Excuse me. But make it, you know, sports-filled in a sense make it you know feel like you know who's gonna go where who's gonna spec you know who's gonna be the nxt uh, call-ups you feel me who's gonna be coming up who may not who may be miss? you know who may be the one that you know that doesn't get drafted and it's like a, it's like the so there's their version of an undrafted free agent you know what i mean like they could do they could do so much with this creatively and they choose not to it is just boring you know, Raw gets three picks for every SmackDown's two because Raw's a three-hour show and SmackDown's a two-hour show. What the fuck kind of reasoning is that? You have it go back and forth one after the other every ten picks, yada yada. Okay, you can you can snag uh, things from uh, YouTube. I think there was a one uh, one particular YouTuber who did a draft based off of you know. So, singles, you know, singles, you know, on the men's side, singles on the women's side, tag teams, and free agents. Like, you could really have some fun with this. You could have have a grand old time with this. Excuse me. But honestly, don't mind me, I'm just going to sit back down in my chair Had to close the door there. My apologies. But WWE can really have some fun with this draft. WWE can really bring more fans into the fold with this. They really could. They really could make this more intriguing, more, you know, eyes on the product, more of a, you know. Who could really? Who, like, you could really make this sports centric, and have like you know Caleb Ragson in the back, Megan Morant in the back, doing interviews for their respective brands that they're on. You know the NXT call ups. You know waiting in the wings. You know sitting in the uh, in the PC. You know all this stuff with all the other you know PC cats and whatnot. You know you know sitting there as they see the future being picked and chosen and all this stuff like. You can do so much more with what you have in the WWE draft. You know, it's just one of those things where it's really honestly beautiful because honestly, WWE, oh God, crap! you know, could really make this more appealing to people. Again, make it feel like a, an actual like NFL draft and make this fun. Make it fun. Hell, Vince McMahon could come out before you know. Hell, Vince McMahon could be like you know who Roger Goodell is, and do the picks. You know, make it fun for all of us because like they're creative. Like their creative juices. If I'm like, honestly, I'm like when it comes to the draft, I'm salivating and I'm trying to chomp at the bit, trying to you know bring talent to one side or the other. And make them reasonable. Make trades. You do trades. Do it throughout the year. You know, get like have like fucking you know raw send like, you know have like do it like you're actually gonna, like do it NFL draft send over like your two like first round picks two first round picks you know over the next like couple of years to SmackDown for such and such guy, or such and such girl. Make this fun. Make it fun, because if you can't, then it shows that you still have a lack of creativity and you don't really honestly want to bring in more eyes to your product in a manner that is conducive to what you need to do for your future. I'm just saying, make it more fun. Let us enjoy it. Let us speculate more, because I would honestly love to talk about, you know, with this draft, I would love to actually do something like, you know, me being like a Mel Kiper Jr. or a Todd McShay and talk about, you know, who I think would want to go where, who I think would go where. Have that like they did a few years ago um, when they had like you can make your own draft and whatnot and draft somebody like that. Make it fun. Make that fun for us. Let us have podcast episodes about, you know, us doing a draft and all this shit. Like make it important because the last few years you haven't and it's not good. Bring back some public interest into it. And you know what? Hell, you never know. At some point, you, NFL Live may do a live, do a mock draft of freaking WWE superstars. You never know. But you don't know until you actually try it out and make it fun for the fans. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to conclude this week's episode of News of the Week. But, but, we got something going on. This Sunday, then that is WrestleMania Backlash. We're going to talk about that, make some predictions, and see if we can't go 6 0 this time around. When we come back from episode the other side, of course, episode 333 of the YLP podcast. Keep it locked. All right guys, y'all know what time it is. It is time for the final segment of episode three thirty-three of the YLP podcast, and it is also time to make some predictions. As we of course know, WWE WrestleMania Backlash is going down this Sunday. Where the hell are they gonna do it? I don't even know what the hell they're doing to that. No idea. From somewhere in America, because Molly still twerking. Anywho, let me um, yeah, let me let me uh do a little shameless plug real quick before I get into my thoughts of WrestleMania backlash. Of course, make sure you join the War Discord. Yes, WrestleAtic Radio now has a Discord. We're cool. We're cool. It's all good. So here's what I need y'all to do. It's, it's, it's not many steps. This won't take you no longer than a couple minutes. Head over to our Attic Radio Twitter page at Attic underscore Wrestle. Click on the Linktree hyperlink. That'll take you right to uh, their, uh, our Linktree website. Click on the Discord. i going for Discord. Our wonderful GM, King Ricky Rose, will invite you to join the Discord, hit yes, and then you are a part of the Wrestle Addict Radio Discord. It is very, very simple, and like I said, it should take you no longer than a couple of minutes, because then you'll be able to talk with all the members of Wrestle Addict Radio. we got a few people in there who are uh, patrons of ours, um, who have now joined the server as well. So yeah, you can talk, you can talk with me, you can talk with Fretz. King Ricky Rose, Will Tara Shook, Agent K Murphy. Like, for real, you can talk to all of us as we talk about uh, wrestling, other things that are in there. Like, it's fun. We talk about memes, all that good stuff. We have a good time in there. So do not hesitate to bring your booty over to join the War Dirt Discord. Again, go over to our Twitter at Addict underscore wrestle. Click on that link tree. Hit the Discord link. Get the invite. Say yes. And join us today. Now, Wrestlemania Backlash, ladies and gentlemen. Um, It's one of those things where I'm just like, why are we doing this pay-per-view? Honestly, why are we even here with this? First and foremost, I despise the name Wrestlemania Backlash. It's just goofy. They're goofy. It doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. Why are we calling it WrestleMania Backlash when you have the entire WCW catalog to have at your disposal? Because easily I would have considered this one to be called Slamboree. That's the, Because that's the actual pay-per-view they had in the month of May on the WCW calendar. Yeah, I was a WCW fan back in the day and I fucking enjoyed it. But seriously, this is like one just like one of those like shows where it kind of reminds it kind of gives me vibes of like it gives me vibes of just like 2017 2018 when pay-per-views was just kind of dooky and it was just you know boring i was bored you were bored all this shit blah of whatever um, but I honestly, in my heart of hearts, just don't seem to understand how in the absolute dog shit would you not want to use <clears throat> excuse me Super Brawl, you know, Spring Stampede, Slamboree, Hog Wild, Ooh. which became Road Wild at that point. You know, something to bring, you know, a little something to the mix. A little, little, little bit more originality. Um, it, It's kind of a good idea. You know, WrestleMania Backlash, like this is like... This is, like, the most laziest, like, name picked out of a hat I have ever seen in my entire life. You had, y'all were to that? You, you, like, seriously, a simple Google search would have been, like, how about Slamboree? How about Road Wild? How about something of that nature? You own the damn catalog. Use it. Because Fall Brawl would be something nice. If you're not going to give us War Games, Fall Brawl would kind of fall under that. Because that's war games within a pay per view. Fall Bro does exactly that. Excuse me. So this so with that with with WrestleMania backlash, it's it, to me already from the jump screams lazy. You're already telling me we had we're, we're being lazy with this one. This one's gonna blow. We're pretty much just packing it in for until we get to our next stadium show. That money in the Bank, we're just gonna be doing that. That's how I honestly feel about it right now. I honestly feel in my heart of hearts that this is exactly what they're doing. They're just getting, they're just being lazy until we get to the stadium shows. Like that's that's how I honestly see it. You feel me? Like this is this is just exactly what I think of it. It's just one of those things where, you know. We we honestly like this is this is literally like battleground. This is literally this is literally battleground. This is this is just it's just absolutely it's honestly atrocious. But I mean I'm not gonna just harp on the entirety of um this. I'm not gonna harp on it, you know. It is it is what it is, it bees what it bees. And looking at this card, because this is, this is you know the focus of the segment here, you know this card is is ass. Like this card is just straight up garbage. And here's the, here's what makes it even worse. You had the tag team title unification match going down at WrestleMania Backlash, and the reason you didn't. You didn't then then we add. Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre into the mix, turning it in, turning it from a tag team title unification into a six-man tag team match that is just thrown together because reasons. What? This? Uh, come on. Come on, if we're going to do it, just fucking tag, just unify them. Unify the titles. You're not doing it at Hell in a Cell. In June, you're going to wait all the way until July to do it at Money in the Bank, aren't you? We're getting a rematch of Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins, which is not a bad thing, but... Could have let that one breathe. We're getting Bobby Lashley and Omos again. I didn't care about it at WrestleMania. I don't care about it now, but we're going to talk about it. Happy Corman, Mad Cat Moss, I don't care. You have six fucking matches on this card, and five of them I do not give a fuck about. Actually, no, four. I'm sorry. I only give a fuck about one-third of your card. One-third. Six matches. I'm going to count them. Hold on. Let me make sure I got this right. Let me make sure it's Six. Razzie Flair. Okay. Okay. Six-man tag. Cody Seth. AJ Styles, Edge. Omos Lashley. And then... You have six... What? Like, why, am I, why am I even gonna give a fuck about a, a six-match card that four of the matches I do not give a shit damn or fuck about? This is what you want me to give a shit about? This is what... This is your fallout pay-per-view... From WrestleMania, this this shit here, six matches, four of them I don't care about, two of them I give a fuck about. This is good, it, honestly, and and I mean I'm I'll watch it. I'm I'll, of course I'm gonna watch. It. I gotta watch. Freaking talk about it next next weekend. <laughs> like, of course I'm gonna watch it, but bruh, this gives me the vibes of I don't care. We're being lazy. This is a throwaway pay-per-view. This is the vibes I'm getting. In terms of what I'm getting on this card. Yes, Cody himself have been drinking as fuck. Always. AJ Styles rematch really going to be good. The the six man tag could be good. We don't know. It could, it could turn out to be garbage. But that was a, that was we're 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 trying to save McIntyre and Reigns for a stadium show. The next one's in three—was f- actually two months. I'm sorry, that's math's hard. The next one's not until yeah, another two months for your stadium show. So we're gonna prolong McIntyre and Reigns until Money in the Bank. Yeah, that's what that's what we're doing. Uh, okay. All right, McIntyre Reigns. Yeah, great. oh god why do I do this because y'all want to listen to it and I know y'all dig it I do it for y'all I do it for y'all but anywho with that being said let us go ahead go right on ahead and do some predictions and y'all don't know I'm gonna that good music in the background yeah all right, let us make some predictions. It's going to take six, so I'm to take up a little bit of time I'm try to make this segment fucking worthwhile. Let me turn this down a little bit, because I don't want to be too loud for y'all. I have to be talking louder than I usually would be. Plus, I just love this. It's one of my favorite game show theme songs ever. Um, So, let us get into these predictions. God help me. God help me. Go, as always, go undefeated. In this case, 6-0 for Sunday. We'll start off with the SmackDown Women's Championship I quit match between Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. Uh honestly, why like honestly, why the fuck are we even doing this? We should have had the result we should have had at WrestleMania with Ronda taking the championship. It was inevitable, but for some reason they wanted to prolong this and make it less of a big moment than uh it could have been at WrestleMania. That's what's happening here in this case. I'm going to go with Ronda Rousey to become the new SmackDown Women's Champion. They should have done it at WrestleMania if you were going to pull that trigger. But no, we had to make sure that she looked like an idiot upon her losing to Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. This is already a feud I don't care about because they made me not care about it. Ever since they made the decision to actually make this happen, I didn't give a fuck about it because this I knew this feud was going to be crap. I knew that this match was going to be sucky and it, surprisingly... It was the literal worst match on, what, WrestleMania Sunday? Literal worst match on the card and in the proverbial death spot by the graces of the wrestling gods. That's how I feel. I'm going with Ronda Rousey to become the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, It's probably going to be some... It's going to be... I'm hoping it was a better match than it is for... um, It wasn't WrestleMania. I just don't care. I mean, I will care enough to watch it, but I mean... They should have taken they should have taken care of this at um WrestleMania. After the rematch at WrestleMania Backlash, Rousey, Rousey retains. Then we move the fuck on. So so I guess we're going to make this the best out of three and we'll and, and they'll probably going to do this in Hell in a Cell. Oh fucking joy. Oh happy day. We move on. RK Bro and Drew McIntyre versus the Usos and Roman Reigns. The tag team title unification match that turned into a six-man tag because then we don't want to do a wrestling, st- we don't want to do a stadium show. Wait, hold on, let me fix that. We wanted to do Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre at a stadium show. Do, 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 do. Let's do that. Like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, whatever. Seriously. This was, this was also lazy booking. Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns is your next feud for the Universal Championship, I am assuming. Get the fuck out of the way. Because this card doesn't really feel like it has a proper main event. Unless they do RK-Bro and Drew McIntyre versus the Usos and Roman Reigns as the main event of WrestleMania back last night. Okay, I understand that because you have the uh, double champion, you know, ending the show off. Now, do I care? No. Do I want to see this match happen? You could have put this on, on a Raw or SmackDown and it would have been better suited for those. That's how I feel. This could have been better suited on a Raw or a SmackDown, not a pay-per-view. Just do McIntyre, Reigns, and get the fuck out the way. Then have Roman defend the title at uh, the WWE Championship at, uh Hell in a Cell against someone you don't want to have long term views leading up to a Hell in a Cell match anymore why the fuck not this was just you pissed off a lot of people with this and I saw reports of you know false advertising for this for this card and this match itself so people were already mad then they made it more more mad by turning it into a six man tag instead of just unifying the fucking titles like you need to be and should have done a long time ago Nonetheless, this match looks like it's going to be a decent one. You know, these are, these six people in the ring are going to be no slouches. They are veterans in this uh on this main roster and in the WWE. So I expect the actual banger of a match. My expectations always stay high when you got Roman Reigns and the Bloodline on the card. But yeah, I'm going to go with um I'm going to go with RK Bro and Drew McIntyre to get the victory here for some reason. Um they they they're now basically saying to us we're gonna make this a long-term program, you know, with the t- the unification of the tag team titles and Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns, uh, with it being uh, his title defense of the Universal Championship. So, I think in this case, you can have RK Bro and Drew McIntyre win, because once you have the Usos and Roman Reigns win, that would just be like, okay, well, it kind of still is a foregone conclusion that they're gonna beat McIntyre and RK Bro. No titles on the line. This is not a winner take. This is not a winner take all match. None of that. Is just a straight up six man tag. So you know what? If they're not if they're not doing a winner take all scenario, give the give the win to RK Bro and Drew McIntyre. If they make it winner take all between now and tomorrow, I expect Roman Reigns and the Usos to win the belts. But as far as I see it, I mean maybe not a little bit WWE in terms of programming. Um, I would say if it goes winner take all, Usos and Reigns win. But if, they, if there's no news, if there's no news that states they're going to do a winner-take-all, and this is my prediction, I'm going with RK-Bro and Drew McIntyre to get the victory. I will take RK-Bro and Drew McIntyre to get the victory because there's no titles on the line, and Uso and uh, more than likely Roman Reigns won't take the pin anyway. So it's okay if, you know, RK-Bro get get one over, RK-Bro and Drew McIntyre get one over on the bloodline. So yeah, I'm going with RK-Bro and Drew McIntyre to get this victory. But if there's any news, then my prediction is pretty much dog shit. Anyway, let's head over to Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. Um, mind you, their match at WrestleMania was one of the better matches that I saw during WrestleMania weekend. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was happy with this matchup. I'm happy that it was Cody Rhodes who was the one to come out and not what I predicted with Shane McMahon trolling everybody. Because that would have just been for the memes. And hilarious. Um, so I'm glad it didn't happen. I'm pissed my prediction didn't go well. But, you know, Seth Rollins technically did lose. So I, I guess I get that. But we don't get halvesies on a prediction here. So, who? I'm really surprised that WWE was going to be going to immediately with this. I thought they would have let this one breathe. I right, though they would have let this one breathe for a little bit, and have Seth Rollins just move on, you know, go a little bit more crazy than he already actually is, and hopefully even crazier of a wardrobe um, than Becky Lynch's. But I was impro- I'm, when they when I saw that they made the rematch um, immediately for WrestleMania Backlash. So I'm thinking in my head, um, "Holy shit, they're really doing this this quick?" Because you could have let this one breathe for a little bit. You really could have, um, but as I see it now, the way the way I think they're going to be doing this, it's going to be a best of three, and the third match is going to be hell in a cell. I think that's the only like that's I mean, if you like, they timed it in a sense perfectly. They timed it nicely. They honestly timed it very very nicely. So you have match one WrestleMania, match two WrestleMania Backlash, June give us hell in a cell. If they want to put him on the cell, fine. I guess you can do that. Although I preferred it would have been a, long, a longer-term feud. I mean, I understand they're trying to, you know, accelerate things quickly because we're going to possibly going to be getting Rhodes versus Reigns at SummerSlam for the WWE Championship. So expect that. So I guess that's why we're doing Rhodes Rollins net between now and SummerSlam because they kind of want to marinate on that a little bit. So in that case, I'm going with Seth Rollins to win. If they're going to be doing, if the way they're setting it up, if they're doing it immediately. Honestly, and think about this: it's 50-50 booking. WWE does that all the fucking time. My earbuds weren't connected. What the fuck? Um, my bad. I just heard <laughs> my earbuds. <laughs> tell me, my Bluetooth was connected. I that was odd. That was like the first. That's the first actually ever in recording. But I, I think, I think they're going to try to... Hold off on Seth Rollins, not Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns real quick. I think personally, this is how I think they're going to set it up. I think they're going to do Rhodes Rollins at, they can do Rhodes Rollins at Hell in a Cell. Have that be like a number one contendership for the Universal, not the Universal, the WWE Championship. And then just allow the feud to marinate between McIntyre and Reigns. If you want to do it at a Money in the Bank, you know, if you, I don't know why you would wait until Clash of the Castle to make it happen. Uh, you can do McIntyre Tyson Fury on that one. You can have fun with that shit. But if you're focusing on, you know, you know, keeping, you know, the WWE in the Universal Championships, I think your best case scenario would be for Rhodes Reigns at SummerSlam and to do and to just get McIntyre and Reigns out of the way. Do it now. If you want to have it end at Hell in a Cell. Um you know, for the Universal Championship between McIntyre and Reigns, Reigns wins. Reigns goes on to fucking um, SummerSlam. If you want him to book, if you want to book then to lose the the WWE title to Cody Rhodes, do that. But I'll, at this point, in my mind, until I see otherwise, SummerSlam will be Rhodes versus Reigns for the WWE Championship, um, and that's going to be your big deal in uh in that stadium show. So I'll go with Seth Rollins to win it, make it more crazy. Like I said, with, with Hell in a Cell, they're not long-term feuds anymore. Just, it's just, it's a gimmick pay-per-view. Honestly, it needs to stop. Um, but if you're going to do it, at least make it worth my fucking while. And I think Rhodes versus Rollins in Hell in a Cell could serve a solid purpose and could turn out to be a solid match. I'm, I'm going to put that out there. As much as shit as I give WWE, I can see things they're trying to do and put out some decent matches every once in a while. So I'll go with Seth. To beat Cody here, and they finished that off, um, number one contenders match in Hell in a Cell in the month of June. And actually, I would be looking forward to that, depending on how this second match between them turns out. Let's head over and check out AJ Styles and Edge. Uh, this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be a fun match. And their match I actually loved from WrestleMania. Um, Damian Priest, this, this time around, is banned from ringside uh one of the young the youngest the youngest member, of course there's only two of them, of the Judgment Day stable, which which I hope they start adding on to very, very soon because they need to get Champa and Rhea Ripley in there uh, quite uh, expeditiously. Uh bring in Dominic Dajakovic and you got a hell of a stable in your hands, Mayor. Uh Mr uh, Copeland. But this is also one of those just like Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes, I think this is your fifty fifty booking Part two. Now, can Edge get the win and move on? Yeah, he could. You know, but I think... Um, I think, honestly, if they wanted to introduce a new member of the Judgment Day stable, in this case then yeah, it works. Um, I would say do it after the match, though, because I'm going to go with AJ Styles to win here. Um, this is that 50-50 booking all over again. I mean, he lost off a distraction. You know, he took, he took his eyes off the ball for two seconds, and um, he got played over. You know, so on, apparently on Raw, Styles beats Priest to ensure that he is banned from ringside, Um, unless they want to do some goofy shit, I'll pick AJ Styles to get the victory here. Cause I think right now their whole setup is leading to, um, is getting, is just getting them to the stadium shows in July. I think they're doing all of this just to ensure they can get to the uh, the July stadium shows of Money in the Bank and SummerSlam, of course. And that's why I think we're going to begin some 50-50 booking, um, from WrestleMania now and uh, everything in June, so if they're trying to get that um, Hell in a Cell card built up, then yeah, expect AJ Styles and Edge to also join in with uh, Rhodes and Rollins um, in that card for a third time. Will it be inside Hell in a Cell? I honestly hope not. Personally, um, they don't need three. If they because I'm thinking in my head, they might do two or at least two. Um, hell. No, I'm making a prediction right now. If they do Hell in a Cell with the way this card is set up and the way I the way I'm thinking they might do it, you can see as many as four Hell in a Cell pay-per-view matches at motherfucking Hell in a Cell in the month of June. And the first four matches I'm talking about on this card, um, well, mine maybe if you take off if you do RK Bro the Usos at uh Hell in a Cell Unification and then do Drew, you can do three. But I think they'd be stupid enough to do four. So I predict, <laughs> I predict, you know, in the future, uh, they're going to be doing four Hell in a Cell matches at Hell in a Cell, which would be absolutely hilarious, but I'm going to go with AJ Styles to beat Edge here, because like, I think they're going to do the 50-50 booking in this case. Bobby Lashley and Omos, oh my goodness, I'm so excited about, I'm, fuck, I don't care. This match is stupid. All of this is Stupid. Bobby Lashley and Omar should not even be in the same fucking realm together. Like honestly, honestly, this is so dumb. It, this is so this is a stupid. This is such a stupid thing. Like Bobby Lashley don't deserve this shit. Uh, I mean. This is not I don't care. I don't care. I really don't. This is this is like oh my god. I mean I picked Omas to win at mania. Ain't And I'm gonna do it again because I'm a glutton for punishment. I'm picking Omas to beat Bobby Lashley. If they're if they're gonna just they're just gonna keep on with this 50 50 booking shit, just give Omas a victory. Seriously. Let Omos be Bobby Lashley. Let everybody on Twitter bug the fuck out because Lashley lost to Omos. Let me laugh at everybody talking bullshit about the loss to Omos so I can enjoy myself and have a decent Sunday. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on, bruh. Omos wins. I really don't care about this match, but if if, if Lashley wins, then, then fuck Omos. That's how we go. But I think Omos is going to take it here. Um, last and certainly least because this is just one this is this this match is even dumber than Lashley Omos Happy Corbin versus Mad Cat Moss I can't wait to see that one (laughs) like what the fuck (laughs) this match we could have knocked this out at on Smackdown this this match does not deserve to be on this card this is this is how bad this card is we we this card is so goofy we had to have Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss. Where is the Intercontinental Championship? If you're at least, I mean if you're at least gonna do something with the Intercontinental title and whatever, just put Ricochet and Jinder Mahal. Where's the United States Championship? Where is it? Why are we not putting our mid-card titles on pay-per-view? Where's Austin Theory? Where the fuck is Ricochet? Do we not care? To the point where we have to put Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss on the card. It's stupid. Use your common sense. Where is Ricochet Shinsuke Nakamura? Where's Ricochet? I'm, like, I'm surprised I'm even saying this. Where's Ricochet Jinder Mahal? Where is... where? Why are we not putting our mid-card titles on the pay-per-view? It has been over a year now since the Intercontinental, Intercontinental Championship has been defended on pay-per-view. A year plus. Why are we not putting... The inter- this is how much they don't care about the main card championships. I care more about bitching about why they're not putting the main car titles on a pay-per-view than I care about Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss. Happy Corbin's gonna win. Her fucking right. Who cares? Who cares? Do you care? If you do, do you? Other, I really don't care. I really don't. This is stupid. This shows... How lazy WWE is with their booking. This shows how boring their creative is. This shows how truly just lackadaisical this is. If I go 6-0 off this, I'm going to laugh my ass off. I'm going to come on here next Saturday and laugh my ass off. 'cuz this card sucks. This card is atrocious. There's only two matches on this card I care about and they they better be fucking bangers or it won't be worth my time. Give me something hopefully with this show. I hope so, because honestly, you know, dead ass, I would rather be enjoying a mother's day brunch with my mama than want to even think about watching WrestleMania Backlash, but we live in different states, and she don't like going out. So, <laughs> she's, that's not her thing. But that, that, that's that's it. That's, that's going to conclude my predictions, my preview predictions for WrestleMania Backlash. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to conclude episode 333 of the YLP podcast. When we come back, we'll close out the show in proper Be fashion and get you ready for episode 334 of the YLP podcast. Stick around. that's gonna be it for episode 333 of the ylp podcast as always i want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day your night your afternoon and your evening wherever you may be wherever you are in the world thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast and as always i greatly and truly appreciate it if you enjoyed this episode and you have any comments opinions you know, questions, anything of the sort, do not hesitate to hit me up with a voice message over at anchor.fm slash YoungLionsPerspective over on anchor.fm slash Radio. Make sure you leave a comment over on ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com say, what's up, to Mr. Will Terror shook for me and tell him Mr. YLP sent you. Also, um, you can also leave me a nice little email over at younglionsperspective at gmail.com. Hit me up with anything of the sort, your opinions any news i may have missed from this last week i will definitely ensure that uh if you send me an email and you send me any news especially for our next week as well uh, i will have no problem shouting you out giving you your just due and your article uh for next week's episode of the podcast So make sure you do that if you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the ylp podcast do not stay hit me off follow me and hit me up on my socials you can find me over on twitter at ylperspective that's capital perspective. over on instagram at young underscore lions underscore perspective you can also find me over on facebook at well not at simply search for young lions perspective podcast follow me on all these platforms stay up to date with everything that's going on with the ylp podcast of course if you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend to tell a friend about the YLP Podcast. Share this episode across all of your social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Telegram, WhatsApp, LinkedIn, Text messaging, DMs, Facebook messenger, I don't care, doesn't matter. Spread the word about the YLP podcast. Also, make sure you spread the word about WrestleAds Radio as well. Of course, with the YLP podcast, the Kings of the Rings podcast, and the Fretzelmania podcast, we here at WrestleAds Radio strive to bring you the very best in, of course, professional wrestling podcasting to be the best of the best, the creme de la creme, the cream of the crop, the top of the pops. To be then, now, and forever. The Alternative of Professional Wrestling Podcast. And we may remind you that we are here to stay. Now, I know most of y'all, of course, like I always say, do not listen to this episode of the Wildly Podcast on anger.fm or over on AmbiguousPodcastSolutions.com. And that's perfectly fine. Do not hurt my feelings whatsoever. Everybody's got their favorite platforms they want to use for streaming and for podcast listening as well. But... If you just think we're part of those two, my friend, you are sadly mistaken because we are spread wide across the spectrum in terms of where you can find us for podcasting, streaming. You can find us, of course, on Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Podbean, as always, shout out to the Podbean gang, Overcast, CastBox FM, Breaker, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, and of course... That good old Spotify fam! Search for the entire family of WrestleAggs radio programming, and you should have no problem finding us whatsoever. And I believe I've fulfilled my obligations for this week. Looking over to the country of Sweden, who recently, actually, earlier this year, won the uh, World Curling Championships on the men's side. Congratulations to them for that feat. I believe I even win a thumbs up, so we are golden on that. So, what do we have on tap for next week? Of course... WrestleMania Backlash is this weekend, so we will be, of course, reviewing WrestleMania Backlash. We'll be talking about that in the opening segment of next week's program, as well as all the news that's fit for me to talk about. Hopefully, we get some better news than we did last week. But, hey, the Freddie Prinze Jr. article is pretty freaking cool, if I say so myself. So, again, if you guys have any news that um, I may have missed or any news you think would be proper for me to talk about on next week's program, hit me up at younglionsperspective at gmail.com. Send it in, and then you shall at your moment of magnificence on next week's program. So, now that we got that out of the way, um, of course... We know tomorrow is Mother's Day, and it would be, you know, I would look like a damn fool uh, being a jackass if I didn't shout out all the moms, of course, especially on my side of me me family, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to my mom, Kimberly. I know you ain't going to be doing shit on Sunday. Sunday is just a regular day for you, but um, I do hope you have a great day. I hope you and Princess have a great day. A very relaxed and chill Sunday. Enjoy it how you see fit. To my grandmother, Doris. I love you, the matriarch of the family on, on my mom's side. Um, I love you dearly. You know, it bees it is, it is what it bees. Um, I hope you're enjoying some USFL this weekend and um, whatever it is that suits your fancy. Hopefully, uh, that Lex and I know for a fact that Lexus is still running clean and smooth. Mind you, it's a 98 and it still runs like a freaking charm. Leather interior, 6 CD changer, nice air conditioning. It is quite a lovely car, if I say so myself. But yes, happy Mother's Mothers Day to my grandmother, Doris. To my sister, Brittany. um, Happy Mother's Day uh, to my niece and nephew of the YLP realm. I love you both dearly. You know, of course, Gianna as well. I love you. Love you all three of y'all. And you have one hell of a mother. Um, She's crazy, of course i'm assuming as y'all definitely know at this point uh but Brittany, i love you to death my twin my other half the other half of the full being that is the twin ylp squadron um yeah i love you i love you to death and i will do anything that anything you need help with you know i got you i love you to death um so happy mother's day to you as well as of course Um, in my, in my world as weird as this YLP room actually is dog moms count too. And that means I get to say a happy mother's day to miss YLP herself. I love you to death girl. Um, you're a great dog mama to Milo, especially, uh, through the recovery process that, uh, Milo had, you were awesome. Uh, especially after, of course, what you were going through um, outside of the YLP realm, which I will not discuss on this program because that is our business, not yours. But you are one hell of a woman and I'm a really happy that you're my girl. And happy Mother's Day to you as well. And of course, to all the mothers, make sure, you know, happy Mother's Day to y'all. Um, don't kill your kids. Just because it's your day, don't mean you can't kill them. All right? You know, happy Mother's Day to y'all. To my, to my immediate uh, family of moms. I um, Hope you guys have a great day. I hope um, it's a chill day for you. You're, you don't kill your kids. Um, and just enjoy yourselves on this day. So that's going to be it for me for episode 333 of the YLB podcast. Guys, have a great, fantastic weekend. Um, don't go wild at Mother's Day brunch um yes yes the mimosas are, are are delicious and probably cost $13 a glass but still enjoy yourselves don't go buck wild don't act goofy don't be a goofy just just enjoy yourselves and if you're gonna watch many backlash enjoy it as best as you can um some of y'all are gonna like it some the rest of us ain't gonna like it we'll discuss that on saturday of course but you know just enjoy yourselves this weekend have a great time Uh, Get yourself prepared for the next week. Have a great kick-ass productive week. I hope the best for you going into this week. All that good stuff. NFL schedule release going down also this Thursday. I'm excited for that. That's going to be a fun one. Hopefully, my Seahawks schedule doesn't look as terrible as I think it does uh, and what it's going to be. But we shall see. uh, And I may talk about um, what I think initially our record may be for the year 2022. Guys, enjoy your week. Enjoy WrestleMania Backlash as best as you possibly can. Happy Mother's Day to everybody out there, to all the mothers. I'll see you guys right back here next Saturday for episode 334 of the YLP Podcast. See you! Rest in peace, Kevin Samuels. this has been a Russell Attic Radio branded podcast